0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 22nd, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 7, In chapter 8, beginning in verse 18 of chapter 7, Paul says this, And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. You ever felt that way? Have you ever grown discouraged and frustrated over your inability to change, to break a habit, to stop doing some behavior that is hurting you or hurting your relationships? That's what Paul is describing. And what he makes clear in chapter 7 is that we're not strong enough in our own strength and power, in our independence, to obey God and to do what allows our soul to flourish. So what is the solution? The solution is a spirit-led life. Look what he says in chapter eight, verse one. He says, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, when we're condemned, what that means is that you've been written off. We've given up on you. The story's over. So Paul begins chapter eight by saying, God has not given up on you God has not condemned you. God has not written you off. No, God is still writing your story. And then he says, Jesus has done something for us that has changed everything. Notice what he says, beginning in verse two, he says, because you belong to him, the power of the life-given spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us. Why? Why? Well, because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. That is, God reconciled us to God. God sent his own son in a body like our bodies. And God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. So the first thing that God did is He sent Jesus, who lived a perfect life, so He obeyed the law, and then offered His perfect life to die in our place. He paid the just requirement of the law, in order to reconcile us to God. Now, the reason that's so important is, because again, that means God took out our heart of stone and gave us a heart of flesh. God has placed his spirit in our hearts. And remember, here's what we're trying to learn to do in this podcast. We're trying to learn to live in the presence of God. So we wanna begin our day in God's presence and then grow in our capacity to live our day at work, and in the neighborhood, and with our family, and with our friends, and all these different environments. We want to live our day with an awareness of God's presence, paying attention. What is God doing in this moment, and how do I represent Him here? So watch how Paul describes what that looks like beginning in verse 5. He says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. He says, verse 6, so letting your sinful nature control your mind, well, that leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind, that leads to life and peace. So once again, when we talk about living in the presence of God, what we're trying to do is grow in our awareness of the Spirit's presence listening to his voice, paying attention to what he's doing in us, what he's doing around us, what he's doing through us. That's the Christian life. And a lot of it is dependent on learning to control your mind. So Paul says, a sinful man has his mind set on what sin, what his flesh, what the world Desires and what the world says he needs. A godly man has his mind set on the kingdom of God, on the Spirit of God. What is God trying to do in me and around me? And what your mind is set on determines where you're going and the kind of life you're going to live. He says, if you have your mind set on the world and sin and your flesh, Well, that leads to death because the truth is it never satisfies. We can never get enough. And in our pursuit of the kingdom, you remember, and trying to find it independently of God, we destroy ourselves. It leads to death. But when we have our mind set on the spirit and the kingdom and what God wants for us, and we're learning to find our satisfaction in him, well, that leads to life and peace. And we all, you would be listening to this podcast if you didn't want life and peace. So we've got to set our mind on what the Spirit desires. How do we do that? Well, this is why a podcast like this, this is why beginning our day, opening the Bible, is a great first step. Because when I open my Bible every day and I'm in the Word, then What is on the heart and mind of God is now on my heart and mind, and I get to see how God thinks. I get to see who God is. I get to see what God's kingdom's like. I get to see what God is inviting me into, and my mind is shaped by the mind of God as revealed in the Scripture. So I want to begin my day listening to God, allowing God to speak through His Word. We're learning to do that. That's what this podcast is all about. In addition to that, I want to make sure throughout my day, I'm careful about all the noise in our world that has a tendency to drown out the voice of God. Listen, God is not going to shout over the noise. We have to protect a quiet space where we can hear God speak, and He typically speaks in a gentle way whisper. So we've got to create and guard that space. So that means for me, I'm trying to be careful about things like how I use my phone. So so many people that are obsessed with their phones that are constantly looking at it, constantly worrying about, did somebody text me? Did somebody send me a video? Did somebody message me? And we're kind of obsessed. So our mind is set on our phone when we need our mind set on the Lord. So we have to be careful about that. I want to be careful about even something simple like music. So if, I, if I'm constantly playing music and it's secular and all these themes that revolve around worldly things, it's not necessarily immoral or evil. It's just noise. I, I'm so careful about television. It's just noise. And what I do want to do with my entertainment choices is ask the question, are they feeding my spirit? So when I do listen to music, It's music that's pointing me to Jesus. And typically when I am watching television or I am engaging with my phone or I am engaging with a book, it's things that are going to feed my soul. Because listen, here's the bottom line. What you feed lives and what you starve dies. It's very simple. What you feed lives, what you starve dies. It's kind of like social media. You know, on social media, if you have an interest in a particular thing and you start looking at it on social media, you know what they do? They send you more and more and more of that thing, right? And it's also true if you stop looking at that or you lose your interest in that particular topic, then over time, that goes out of your feed and they're bringing you, constantly bombarding you with whatever the new thing is that's on your heart and mind, what you feed lives and what you starve dies. That same principle is true spiritually. So when I orient and arrange my life, my day, my time to feed my spirit, my spirit is growing and flourishing and it's shaping every other area of my life. Every relationship, every moment, every decision, every thought is being shaped. My spirit man is leading. But if I live my life to feed the flesh, and yet I'm starving the spirit, then what happens is my flesh is in control. And so I obsess over what I want and what I need. And that's a pretty good description of American culture. So when you think about the average American Christian, this is a real challenge, is that the average American Christian tries to feed his soul one hour a week. You know, we come to church and we get a little, a, a little taste, but really, just imagine if you ate one meal a week, what that would do to your body. Well, if you eat one meal a week, spiritually speaking, then what does that do? What effect does that have on your spirit? It's it's diminished, right? It's weakened. And so we have to learn, I want to feed my spirit regularly throughout the day. I want to arrange my life to where most of my life is really encouraging and building up and feeding my spirit man and i'm being careful to starve my flesh and diminish my flesh and my sinful nature well that's what leads me into freedom and that's why this podcast is so important i'm so proud of you you are you are learning to begin your day by connecting with Jesus and allow him to transform your mind. And it is the secret to life and peace. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this simple, practical, powerful teaching. God, I pray that you would help us all begin our day in your presence and grow in our capacity to live in your presence, to feed our spirit man, to starve our flesh so that our spirit man leads and dominates the part of us that is connected to you, is leading, directing, guiding every area of our life. That's what it means to be a Christian, to walk with God, and to live in your presence. Thank you for Jesus, who went to the cross and made this relationship possible. We're so grateful. We love you. We bless you. We honor you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. Hope you have a great day. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.